Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? And thank you for the podcast. If you hear a... <laughs> thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the podcast. Oh, boy. It means I'm looking at Cruz. You're welcome. Just waiting to see... Uh... Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Not what I intended. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and I've got a huffy puffy baby over here. Yeah, so just do you want to go nine ticking time bomb here to see how long we can go. Let's but see how hey, long Bobby can keep her quiet. Basically, when yeah. I do other podcasts with people on Mondays, I often throw random questions at them so yes, you know people it. can learn more about them. That has Pe- been fun, actually. I have learned a lot. Yeah. Even. I've had a lot of people at church come up to me, not like surprised, but like really grateful for the depth of knowledge of scripture that our our entire staff has. Yeah. Where they're quoting Old Testament prophecies or talking about what really stood out to them or how they meet God in this section. Mm-hmm. It's really encouraging. And our staff is like genuine disciples of Jesus. Right. So Bobby is standing right now, bouncing our baby, <laughs> holding a microphone. So if she blows your eardrum out, I'm apologizing to you in advance. Bobby, what shows are you watching? What are, what are we watching right what now? Shows. I know. Well, we don't really have TV per se, like normal, but we have discovered on a recommendation from someone We've discovered Discovery Plus, <laughs> and that's been, that's been, I mean, I'll say the word you say all the time, this is inspiring. Yes. So we'll watch, you know, uh, there's one that's like, For the Love of Kitchens. Yeah. And it's like, so I've heard of that brand, Duvall Kitchen, before, but I didn't know any of the backstory, and so that's really interesting. And then also, like, I don't know, a couple different gardening. So, like, as we're... Um, you know, bouncing crews to go to bed will throw one of those on. And it's really good stuff. It's fun. Just fun to think about the creativity that's there with, you know, the design stuff, the gardening stuff. And so, um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of been a highlight yeah. as we were just kind of like, hey, we need 20 minutes to turn our brains off and just look at something. <laughs> For sure. Um, but other besides that, I read, I mean, that's – you guys, if you want to read just a fun old book, there's Hines one Feet. called Heinz Feet on High Places. It's by Hannah Hubbard, I think. She's from the it 1800s. might be a, a top 10 read. I think it really is for me. I'm not, I'm not done really with it yet. Good. You read it while we were in the hospital with Cruz. The timing of that is for something else. But it, yeah, I feel like the Lord kind of placed it in my lap kind of for that time for us in the hospital and it's an allegory and it's a story with a deeper meaning just really really um interesting um check it out to your library i think it's like 10 bucks otherwise but yeah so that's been fun that's kind of what we've been doing raising kids making food nba playoff basketball when we're shutting oh, our brain true. down and then watching gardening shows which <laughs> i despised growing up when I, my mom and sisters watched them and now i'm actually enjoying yeah, it no you do i'm inspired i want to have the core of a farm in the backyard <laughs> it's the, coming together the urban farm we're working we got a bunch of kids things. with bare feet got so. stuff <laughs> in process anyways let's dive into the chapter today let's acts dive. 23 um, Paul is standing before the Sanhedrin, and he, he I feel like he pulls some wily moves here. He's, I know, it is kind of an interesting setting here. Yeah, <laughs> what stood out to you? Well, what really stood out to me is later on in the chapter. Mm-hmm. But what's, yeah, what's standing out is just at the beginning here. What it's is fun, it? Verse funny at the beginning. Three, when, when they're like, 
the high priest tells somebody to strike Paul in the mouth. And it's, I just picture like a tense scenario. And they're like, okay. Slap him. Somebody. Oh, God bless you. Somebody get this guy. Um, but you were talking about just the humanity of it. Oh, a big yawn there of Paul and these scenarios and how he can, I mean, he speaks before these people um, actually like with some, some strategy. Were you not saying that or am I making that up? No, you're not making it up. But I do think it's funny. I can verse five where Paul doesn't realize this guy is the high priest. And he quotes some scripture like, oh, sorry, dude, I should respect you because you're technically in charge here after he just got slapped in the mouth. But what's funny is if you picture Paul in the middle of this debated conversation and the Sanhedrin, which is the ruling court before him, like a huge panel, and half the Sanhedrin are the Pharisees and half of the Sanhedrin are the Sadducees. And the Pharisees are really mad at Paul because they think he has violated Old Testament law by allowing Gentiles to come to quote-unquote faith. The Sadducees are at a whole nother level of being stingy Old Testament scholars, and they only hold to a select number of books, and they don't believe in a spiritual realm. They don't believe in the resurrection. In the resurrection, yeah. They don't believe in any of these things. That's why they are sad. Yeah, they're so sad, you see, because they don't believe in the resurrection. (laughs) What a terrible life. But really what happens is Paul stands and delivers and kind of shares his testimony, verse 6 through, you know, verse whatever 11 and paul's standing there saying my brothers i'm a pharisee the son of a pharisee i stand on trial because of my hope in the resurrection of the dead so he's standing and preaching the gospel and doing this and he knows he's in a tough spot so he just brings up the resurrection of the dead because the sadducees don't believe in the resurrection and the pharisees do and they hate each other because of this divisive topic and they start screaming and throwing stuff at each other and probably slapping each other's mouths and whatever else (laughs) And Paul just slips out the back door, mm-hmm. essentially, is what happens. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, I'm in a pickle. Clearly nothing's going to happen here. You want to talk about preaching to a rough crowd. I can't imagine this. <laughs> I've been in a few of those situations in my time. Tomatoes. Yeah. And it's just like, whoa, these folks are not leaning in at all, and they're kind of hard. I can't imagine doing this before the Sanhedrin where right. everybody's like real, real angry. You yeah. Know? But, and I mean, that's, can, uh, that's a theme, as Paul's going to continue here with like, Festus and Agrippa and like chapters coming up too, mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> no. what, what stood out to you? Well, verse eleven, I feel like it's probably standing out to everybody. <laughs> I'll read that. Um, yeah, I think it's the following night. The Lord stood near Paul. Hmm, it's interesting, and said, "Take courage, as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, and you must also. Oh, I can't see that either. Testify in Rome." And so the Lord's like again kind of giving Paul this encouragement, like, hang on, you're not done. Like, I know things are looking kind of dire here in Jerusalem, but you still have work to do. You have to talk about me in other places. Um, and so you're good, you know, take courage. And so I was just encouraged. We read that phrase, do not be afraid. I, I don't know. You could probably Google it. That's like one of the like most commanded phrases throughout the Bible and the Old Testament. And now, I mean, it sounds a little different in the New Testament, take courage here. But I was just kind of thrown back to um, a story about Jehoshaphat in in Second Chronicles. That's Kirby's newest name in the name game, by the way. Oh my goodness. So yeah. we, we play this, this the Bible letter game is a game Kirby invented. Like when she was three. Yeah, and so basically when we're driving to school, she'll go, 
boy J. And then Bobby and I then proceed to guess the boy <laughs> in the boys. Bible with the J, a J name, which turns out there's like 75 of them. Josiah, Joash, Jesus, no, John, no, no. James, Juan, Jose. I don't know. Like there's all these J's and she pulled Jehoshaphat on me the other day. Yeah, Jeroboam's another one. Jeroboam. Like, you got to be kidding me. Oh my goodness. Well, one that we often forget is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll be 10 minutes into the J names and she'll be like, oh, it's Jesus. I'm like, okay, I'm goodbye, God bless you. I'm sometimes and changes the name <laughs> after you guess them right away. Anyway, okay, so in Second Chronicles, um, now who was I saying? Jehoshaphat is coming up against a huge army and Essentially, I think it's chapter, oh no, no, I'm, I think I have it marked two, maybe, verse 20. You've heard it before. Anyway, he kind of is in a pickle here. He's like, what do we do? Oh yeah, chapter 20. And um, all these armies are coming. And essentially, he comes to a place of worship where he tells um, Jerusalem and Judah, the tribe. What am I saying, Jerusalem? Anyway, he tells folks. Yeah, the people of, so verse 14, Jehoshaphat bowed, this is 18, Jehoshaphat bowed with his head to the ground, so all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Because you see the verses before that are Jehoshaphat saying in verse 12, we don't know what to do, Lord, but our eyes are on you. And that's kind of become a verse that really sticks out in in life, too, just with recent happenings for us. But I remember even talking with grandma and grandpa about that verse and just like, man, Mm -hmm. Paul's in a pickle. Like, we've been in pickles before. (laughs) We're just like, okay, Lord, we don't know what to do, uh, but our eyes are on you. We trust you. We're trusting you. We're, We're taking courage in you. And I love, I've heard this phrase before. The Bible doesn't say don't feel afraid. The Bible says, don't be afraid. And so, so often, I mean, pop, you know, psychologists like Brene Brown talks about this too, like that bravery and vulnerability are kind of the same thing. Well, the Bible is teaching us that as we're reading this, is that like to be brave, you are vulnerable. And Jehoshaphat and Paul were seeing that. Like they're, they're, Paul really wasn't saying anything fancy. Like Clark said, he's talking about in these specific verses, he's talking about the resurrection. But then even before that in chapter 22, I think, He's just giving his testimony. And so there's just this authenticity. There's this vulnerability that is bravery saying like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a feeling afraid, but I'm going to be brave. I'm going to walk in this. This is where I feel like the Lord's pointing me. I'm going to take courage. And so anyway, all that's to say this whole tangent kind of came again from verse 11 where the Lord is standing near Paul and saying, take courage. As you have testified in Jerusalem, you're going to testify in Rome. And so I'm going to carry that with me today. Take courage, Bobby. As you've told Kirby about Jesus, you're going to tell Cal. And you're going to tell Kit. And you're going to tell Quinn and Ruth. Take courage, Bobby. And so um, I'm taking that with me today. I like it. Yeah. That's good. Well, way to connect the Old Testament, too. Anytime we can go back to the Old Testament stories, it's gold. gold. I, I appreciate the... A little bit of verse 16 at the end of the, towards the middle of the chapter too, and it talks about Paul's sister, um, his son, so Paul's nephew. Mm-hmm. Like just, it's a reminder that Paul's a normal dude. Yes. Like he has family mm-hmm. and he has a family tree and nephews and nieces and, you know, people that love him. Yeah. And so his nephew's looking out for him and realizes, hey, you know, Unc, basically, Uncle, these guys are going to try to kill you. And Paul's able to evade this. 
and by God's grace, keep working his way towards Rome where he's going to preach the gospel. But that just allows the Bible to come to life again and remind me that these are normal people that are inspired by the Holy Spirit, and they're preaching to tough crowds. They're having to work through their fear and being bold and courageous. And we're invited to follow the Spirit today, and we'll find ourselves in situations too where we might be out of our comfort zone. You know, but we have loved ones praying for us and loved ones looking out. And God wants to use you. I know he does. And so you share your testimony. You talk about the love of the Lord. At the end of the day, it's the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the hinge, yeah. the crux of everything that we're thinking and saying and doing. So uh, I'm praying that you and I have an opportunity to speak of Jesus today. Um, and so, yeah, that's really all I got. Um, anything else on your end? Okay. No. Uh, well, you guys, Wednesday. Wednesday. So we're going to keep bringing it up. Every Wednesday night, we've got prayer and healing in the worship service. Come and go as you want. Uh, we've got soaking prayer available. Come receive prayer. But the praying in color is also one of the hottest spots in the room where you can come. It's family friendly. So you have adults and kids there using all the art materials to create just really fun and simple, beautiful pictures of art with the scripture of that night or whatever else the Lord has given to you. So. Yeah, and I'll just encourage for like 30 seconds here. I think the the heart of this night is just to create space for you to experience God. And I know a lot of people right now, we're wrapping up school, we're looking at graduation, we're ready for summer, we're planning the trip, you know, all, all these things. And um, it's hard for us to create space in our own lives. Oh, cruisy. See, it's hard even right now. Come yeah. here. <laughs> bless you bless you. and so Emmanuel's just trying to do that mm -hmm. I help you create space so hey for 20 minutes it's hard to even get that at your own house but come and be quiet for 20 minutes with the Lord and experience God and uh, yep. yeah we just want to help you do and that and play the Bible letter name game with a family or a friend <laughs> boy Jay <laughs> good luck alright God bless you we'll talk to you Friday Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face sign on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.